All right, Ambush, and today we are joined by an award-winning Americana singer, song, a writer. Some of you may know her as Darth. Some of you may know her as Kaziah. But many of you know her as Jada Kelly. And today I am so very excited to be diving behind a new album that Jada released, I believe just yesterday. As of the day of this recording, a little while after this episode releases, but either way, it's out there. It's brand new, and that is what we are talking about today with my guest. So I need to ask first and foremost, how's it going today, Jada? It's going great. I can't believe my album's out. I I sprung out of bed, and I'm just full of joy and gratitude right now. Mm, All right. Awesome. And of course, for some of those who maybe don't know, you actually took a little bit of uh, time in between releases here. You released your last album, your third album, Love and Lust in 2017. You did an EP in 2019 that was sort of a soundtrack to a documentary. And in between sort of then and now, you decide that you need to take some time to maybe do some healing, maybe some thinking, and you end up moving to LA. So I need to know in between this process, first off, what was the importance of taking that step of moving to LA? And in that time, when exactly did this new album, Roses, begin to take shape? Well, as of July, I'll have been here in Los Angeles for four years. And when I moved here, it was originally for love. I moved here for a very sweet man who is now my friend, (laughs) but, um, which is a very unique story. No one moves to LA for love, (laughs) only me. (laughs) But at the time I had been doing trips here. I've been working with different producers and different writers. And I, it really could have been anywhere that I moved. I just needed a fresh start. I needed a blank slate. And during that time, I didn't quit music. I didn't stop making music or didn't give up on my dream. I just put it on the back burner because I think for a long time, 10, 15 years of me doing this, I always put music first and sacrificed things that you <laughs> that are kind of expected of artists, things that I willingly did. And I'll just live at my parents for a couple months before I go on tour, or I won't have a therapist this month. I won't, I don't need groceries. I can eat ramen for a week. So I I arrived at this place in my life, especially when I got here, I wanted to change things. And so I, I, I got, I, I just, I, music was on the back burner and I, I started taking care of my emotional health, my physical health, my financial health. And I got to a more conscious balanced state where I was taking care of myself and putting myself first. And that that journey became roses. It became this album and all of the songs reflect that time period of, of me creating healthy boundaries for myself, me um, removing people from my life and 
me learning to stand on stage as, as just me and realizing that, that that's just as powerful. Wow. So this album is just like you said, exactly that regaining some of that confidence, regaining some of that health and it's as we say and even as i opened up this interview it's award-winning and sometimes like you can see the success of an industry but sometimes behind the success sometimes some people don't see what the artist is actually going through in order to achieve some of those things and like you say the sacrifices where ah drat ramen and eggs again (laughs) at least at least i like it right like (laughs) But you go through it and it definitely sounds like from this album that this you did a lot of healing. Yeah, and a lot of growing. I don't feel like the same person anymore. And I those early years of touring, I, I saw parts of the world that I'm so thankful to have seen and memories of friends that I'll never forget. But I can't go back to... Treating my body the way I did, I, I would like to have longevity and live a long, healthy life. Yes, I mean, I, I think that gives you more opportunity to do more songwriting. So I think in the long run, having that longer life probably a good thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> more albums. <laughs> yes, I think I think the fans can uh, agree as much as they would love to see you tour more. More music, also a uh, good compromise. So with taking that time, putting it on the back burner, so during this time, you're still writing and you're still putting ideas down and crafting, but when exactly is it that you decide that it's finally time to get back inside of a studio then? Well, it largely came down to, to funding, to, to grant funding. As Canadian artists, we have access to endless grant support. Every album I've ever made Every tour, every showcase, every video has been funded by the government or funded by my nanny pay. (laughs) But um, yeah, it really, it came down to funding. And I also just, I was still hunting for the right producer. I had been working with different people. I had the last two albums I've done were, were done with Stu Crooks and he was all of a sudden Uh, living in Paris with his baby and wife. And so I was like, okay, well, maybe it's time to work with different people. So I used that time to to explore different producers. And it ended up being four different people that produced this album. Rich Jacks, who I co-wrote a majority of this with, uh, Joel Schwartz, Joe Morales, and um, why am I blanking on the name? I know there is a Aaron Aaron Goldstein. Goldstein. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I just, I wanted to take my time with this. I wanted to get it right. And I feel like I got it right. I feel like I'm very proud of this album and I feel like it's a home run. I love every single song. And there were so many versions of each song that were produced by different people that I just wasn't vibing with that I, that wasn't right. And so I, I ended up redoing a lot of the album with different people. So that's what, that's the reason it took so long. Well, it's, 
they sort of say sometimes your songs are like your children, right? And they're a representation of yourself. And you want to make sure that you're giving that best representation possible. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. you really have. I don't even mean to quote Eminem right now. <laughs> but you only got one shot. <laughs> one. Make it count. Mom spaghetti. So, Mom spaghetti. <gasps> So yeah, that was a very important thing for me. I just wanted to get it right because I don't know I take I take my art very seriously, and I, I I'm forever grateful that I I create and that I've been given a gift to create. So yeah, it just took some extra tender loving care. Okay, so with four different producers uh, taking hand inside of this process, and of course. With the uh, last two years here, getting inside of studios has been a little difficult itself and otherwise. So was there a lot of sending files back and forth? Where did you record most of this album? Was it in Canada? Was it in LA? Take us behind that part of the process. Yeah, I guess I forgot to mention that as being a roadblock, the uh, two years of the pandemic. (laughs) That also slowed down my creative process, but... I tracked half of the album with my band in Toronto a month before the pandemic began. And I had every intention of flying back to Canada to finish it. But then it just turned into the past two years that we've all been going through of everything being shut down. And I was, I wasn't even able to go home. I could have, but I could have, there could have been, I could have, what if I wasn't allowed to return to the States? So I just decided to stay. And a lot of my friends helped me finish the album here in LA, which was really great. So it was kind of a mix of both places. Wow. So uh, adapting to conquer the situation at hand. Yes. Yeah. And, and learning to finish it virtually, which is something I hate and will never do again. There's, I just, I'm not, I'm not used to it. I, a lot of, like I learned how to track myself, my guitar and record my vocals, but it's not the same as being in a room with your band and high-fiving. Be like, yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's so much easier to explain and share ideas when you're in person and in the moment too, right? Like you can do a Zoom call and you can try and explain it that way, but it's just so much easier when you're right beside the person and like, okay, so I'm kind of thinking like this instead of that. Yeah, honestly. And I think that's why it took so long because I just, I really crave that in-person interaction. And I, how do you know, how do you guide someone through a drum take when you're not physically there? And so it's, yeah, I'm, I, I, I don't want to do it again. And you guys can't make me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely hope nobody tries. <laughs> that's for sure. Well, of course, even with, like we said, these challenges, we conquer. You begin to releasing a uh, string of singles through the past two years here, about like six or seven different tracks to help hype build up the album. And of course, I'd love to dive behind some of these singles. And I know one of the tracks that was released midway through that string of singles that actually just got a video yesterday was your track roses the title track 
to this album. So, of course, I would love to know what exactly does the song Roses mean to one Jada Kelly? Well, it's, Roses is really the heart of the album. It's the title and it's really everything that we've been discussing is just about me taking care of myself. And I believe that there, there are roses, there are rainbows and light falling around us. There is joy and abundance at our fingertips at any given moment. And there have been times in my life where I've been so concentrated on the thorn in my side or something that is paining me, something that I can't let go of that I, I can't grasp the joy that's around me. And um, so that's what that song is about. And it's about me learning to recognize that joy and abundance. And, and I'm truly in it. I'd say the past four years of moving in LA have been the happiest years of my life. And it, you know, I had a few friends over last night to celebrate the album coming out. And I got big roses balloons and everyone brought me a bouquet of roses and we had pink balloons. And it was just nice to celebrate health and being and, and happiness and joy. Wow. I am very happy to hear that uh, you have found this new happiness inside of your life. You can definitely uh, see it inside of your smile. You can see it inside of your creative energy. And of course, your creative energy also helped to direct the music video for this track. So what was it like to put together the music video? Because I know that this isn't the only uh, music video you've done for this album here. Yeah, so I am very hands-on with my videos. I it's honestly my favorite part. And so I direct mostly all of my videos and I, I, I work with someone by the name of Gail Legrand and she films, she edits, but she gives the directing hat to me and we work so well together. She's, she's a Francophone artist based in Montreal. And, you know, I, she came to my parents' property in Ontario and we just, we spent a week filming um, my grandpa's farm field and in the lake and my uncle owns a horse farm so we were able to film his horses and my parents helped me burn guitars and burn roses and drench them in gasoline it was very much a, a kelly family effort to make these videos happen but they really are an extension of of the song of all the songs for me I'm a very visual person. And when I'm in the studio and we're working on a song, if I start mumbling and ranting about music video ideas, that means that we've hit something good. That's how you know it's a single, right? Yeah, like it's a hit. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's, it's not that the song's stuck in my head. It's like, all right, so I envision a burning guitar and then just <laughs> black and white and then just boom, color. <laughs> yeah. which uh i need to say awesome shot my goodness wasn't that a good one? Oh, that was like my favorite part of the music video was just that one moment where like it just picks up and was like boom flame oh my goodness yeah yeah my little brother found that that guitar for like 15 dollars on facebook marketplace <laughs> i was like do you mind if we burn this <laughs> 
It's a really nice looking guitar too, actually, which is like crazy. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I really, I really love how Gail edited all of that. It's like we have these rose, burning rose overlays against my body in the water, and we had the burning guitar overlay in front of my body too. And it's yeah, it's all just very symbolic. It's sort of like I felt like the, the phoenix in that video that I was I had become the flames and I had captured my power. I like it. I'm someone who really enjoys the phoenix imagery, so very nice choice, I must say. <laughs> oh, Thank you. Fantastic. I love it. And I also love uh, that little tidbit that your family is involved there from letting you stay at their place in between tours all the way to continuing to help keep the dream alive. Oh, Lord, they do everything. They even the there was a bunch of people that pre-ordered the album, like close to 300 people. And my parents packaged everything and sent everything out. They went to the, the post office and they're they're volunteers. They're, they're part of, they believe in the, in the, in the startup. <laughs> hey, Team Jada for the win. Yeah. <laughs> hey, awesome. And of course, you mentioned you also did some other music videos for this album. And the other one that released probably about a month ago was for your track, Happy, which of course we spoke here about uh, happiness being sort of a theme here. So of course, I'd love to... Uh, dive behind that song as well sort of what is the happiness energy that you're trying to capture there well i i started writing that song during the pandemic alone in my room and it just arrived naturally and when i was finished up i i was like okay so that's what this is about and i took it to my friend joe morales and he helped me finish it and we recorded it together. He, he produced a version. And to me, that song is an anthem for women, every type of woman, but especially women who are childless, who aren't married, women that are solitary. And I think I know as young women, we are raised to think that our value and our worth is attached to being mothers to being nurturing, to being the caregiver, to attaching ourselves to a male figure. And I just, I noticed that a lot in the music industry as well. I've, I've felt those feelings of, well, if I'm going to be on stage, I need to be beside a man who is respected. And there's, it's, it's weird. It, there's, and it, it's little, it's thought patterns that I have had to break down. Where I'm like, I can walk into a room and my value and worth are not dependent on who I'm there with or who I'm attached to. It's centuries of feminism. <laughs> so I, we, there's this young little girl that lives in my parents' hometown that we, we cast her to play mini Jada in the video. And um, she plays the inner child. So she was just, so ecstatic to be a part of it but i want i want young girls to listen to that song and know that there are other things that can make us happy outside of being with someone how about how about find yourself first how about love yourself first before someone else mm -hmm. absolutely you're capable of being your own person and achieving your own things and 
if you decide to be with someone, you bring your own things to the table, right? As it's as we mentioned earlier too, reclaiming your confidence. And I mean, obviously, as a man, there's only so much that I can understand of that experience of that thought pattern or otherwise, but definitely a very powerful like song thought to go into things because like you mentioned the music industry and a lot of music there's definitely also that ideal a lot of love songs and otherwise where that maybe is the theme of meeting somebody creating that life with somebody and maybe a little bit less creating who you are Mm -hmm. and i think that's the greatest gift you can give yourself is to figure that out Mm -hmm. absolutely it's not that I don't want that. I think I deserve a loving partner. I do. But I also just really want to work on the relationship with myself because I will always have that relationship no matter who comes in and out of my life. So that's something I'm, I'm trying to sink into to be okay being alone and to be happy and content and feel worth and value. It's just me. Hey, like we said, as it's you have your own thing, and if you decide to be with someone, you know what you bring to the table, right? You got value. Yeah, and confidence. <laughs> Absolutely. And that newfound confidence looks good on you, I must say. So, of course, we mentioned that you had a nice little uh, CD release get-together with some friends last night. And, of course, I have to ask, after this time, this healing process, what is it like to finally have this new collection of songs that represents that healing process out into the world? I feel I, any of my friends that release albums, it sort of feels that we all kind of agree that it feels like a wedding and a birth at the same time, because you are birthing this, this very intimate thing out into the world. I don't know. I, the morning of the release, I, I just felt complete joy and I, I was, I just jumped out of bed, but even the day before I just, I was feeling almost this strange sadness about it too, that I had to let go of it, that it was this thing that had been my purpose for four years. And then now it's not mine anymore. I have to share it with people. And I, every artist I speak to feels that, but yeah, I kind of just, tried to process that sadness and fear and I let it go. And now I'm just, I'm just enjoying it because this is really the beginning. You know, I, I've done everything I can with being an indie artist and I'm, I just, I'm, I'm ready for a lot of people to hear this and, and it's been going so well because the, the first few singles that we've released, we've hit almost, almost 2 million streams so far on Apple Music. So it's, people are hearing it and people are liking it. So I'm really thankful. Mm -hmm. As you should be. And I'm glad that people are finding it, that they are enjoying these songs. And I hope that they continue to. It is an incredible album. If you have yet to hear it, you can find it right now on your favorite music streaming service. And you can also go ahead and follow Jada on your favorite social media platforms to stay up with all of the incredible things that are going on inside of her world. Jada, I have one last question for you. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. 
So, of course, this is a question that I normally end every interview with, and we've actually discussed quite a bit of the growths that you've already gone through in this last couple of years through this process. So outside of the things that we've already spoken about, how has the process of crafting roses, how has this past couple of years helped you to grow as a person or what has it taught you about yourself? Wow, that's a great question. Hmm. Well, goodness, what has it taught me? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it's taught me that I have a really beautiful gift. And, and it has taught me that uh, the power of songs. And it's taught me that as artists, our jobs really are to serve. It, we, our job is to be healers. And as I get older, I'm, I'm taking that job more seriously. And, and I'm just thankful for it. Because a lot of people are born onto this earth not knowing what they're supposed to do. And it takes them a, a long time to figure it out. For me, I always inherently knew from a young age that this was what I wanted. And there's nothing that brings me more joy. On the days when I'm creating, on the days when I'm touring, the days when I get to share my art, I'm just like, wow, I got, I got to wake up on planet Earth again today. That's, that's amazing. Wow. So that's what I have learned. I've learned that I, 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 I realize that I'm kind of, I like being tapped into that creative energy. And when I write with other people, it's like sometimes songs just are, de- are delivered. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, thank you so very much, Jada, for sharing this lesson, this growth, and the story behind this incredible new album, Roses, here with us today on the Desert Tiger Podcast. Oh, and boys, you can go ahead and find Jada Kelly's new album, Roses, right now over on your favorite music source. When you're there, you best be hitting follow, and you better be following Jada over on your favorite social media, too, so that you can stay up to date with any new music, upcoming concert dates, anything else that's going on in the amazing world of Jada Kelly. With that, we need to thank Jada one last time for joining us here today. And who do we have to thank for setting today's interview up? Oh, well, that is the amazing Amanda from over at Indoor Recess. We have to thank our audio wizard, German from YPEditor.com for making everything sound so good. Last but not least, we need to thank you, the AM Bush, for tuning on in today. If you've yet to join up with the AM, it's as easy as subscribing to the pod. You can also help us out by sharing today's interview, giving us a five-star review, and by heading on over to our web store at www.deserttiger.shop to copy yourself something to represent the show everywhere that you go. It's deserttiger.shop. With that, it's about time we say our final bye-bye of today's episode of this interview. But not before I tell you, go out, find your roar, 
and then let it out into the world. Show them just how glorious you are. Because I know that you are. All right, Ambush. Until next time, bye-bye. The Desert Tiger Podcast.